Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. If you're doing it just because you know, you want to make a million dollars overnight or you saw it on HGTV or, you know, think it's really cool. Um, it's probably not the kind of thing that's going to get you through the more frustrating times. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I want to mention Doordevil. You know, you know what? I need to mention Doordevil. I need to mention Doordevil to you. It's not just a want. It's a need because you need this. Doordevil, quite simply, defends your home against kick-in burglary attacks. They happen frequently. There are 1.4 million homes that are broken into every year, and a lot of them are done through kick-ins. If you've got a home security system, then props to you. I'm glad you've got that, and that's important. But it doesn't prevent the bad people from kicking in your door, whether it's your front door, your back door, your side door. You need something like the Door Devil, and Door Devil is the best in the business when it comes to providing proof that it works. You can go to doordevil.com and even watch a video with Terry Bradshaw talking about it, and you can see how it works. It's a very simple product to install, but if you're not into that, then you can just hire a handy person and they can they can install it for you. Very simple. Put it inside the door frame of your front door, your back door, every door you have, and you can defend your home against the kick-in burglary attacks. It's needed. In addition, this is my brother's company, so it's near and dear to my heart. And because it's my brother's company, I'm able to offer you an exclusive discount because he was so kind to do so. You can go when you check out your uh, purchase at doordevil.com and there's going to be a little field you enter the word best ever no space just one word best b-e-s-t-e-v-e-r and you'll get a 20 percent discount on your purchase so go to doordevil.com go buy it enter best ever and secure your home against kick-in burglary attacks there are so many testimonials on the website you can read them from police officers from a woman who is being uh her house is being attacked from an enraged ex-husband and the door devil defended that attack uh he didn't get in there's like 20 different testimonials from police officers on the door devil go buy it defend your home against burglary kick-in attacks go to doordevil.com and enter the word best ever whenever you check out 
and you'll get 20% off on your purchase. Best ever listeners, hello, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and this is a show where we cut out all the fluffy stuff. We don't like it, so we don't get into it. This is only real estate investing advice that moves your business forward. We've spoken to Robert Kiyosaki, Barbara Corcoran, Jay Papazon, Tom Wheelwright, oh, lots of other best ever guests. And with us today, We've got a best ever guest who has a full-time job and is investing on the side. How you doing, Tyler Flagg? I'm doing very well, Joe. Thank you. I am uh, I'm honored to uh, be on the program and named alongside those great people. So it's awesome. Looking forward to it. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I will say that you're in the Air Force, you're in the military, and I have a tremendous amount of respect for you and everybody else who serves. So... And I, I suspect that those people who I mentioned, they would say the same thing. So thank you for first and foremost for your service. Thank you. Thank you very much, Joe. Definitely appreciate it. In addition to being in the Air Force, Tyler owns three properties in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. It's funny whenever I interview uh, military professionals because I usually say they're based in and when I say based in that's where they're currently living but it has a whole new term when I say they're based in for military people Tyler's based somewhere in New Mexico right now but he's moving him and his wife are moving to Oklahoma City and they are actually they've closed on a HUD foreclosure today they closed on it for their primary residence and they're going to use that as a as he calls it a practice flip He's been a pilot in the Air Force since 2011, and with that being said, Tyler, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? I'm from uh, Jersey City, New Jersey. Uh, just like Joe was saying, I've been uh, living out in uh, New Mexico for the last uh, five years and have been um, just kind of casually uh, investing in real estate on the side for the last year and a half. Just Closed on a house, like he was mentioning uh, this morning, actually, which my wife and I are going to kind of treat as a practice flip since it's the first one that we've done. And uh, since we're going to be living in it, we figure, you know, we'll, we'll make our mistakes now. And if, you know, we end up going ridiculously over budget, well, worse things have happened because we're going to be living in it for a couple of years. So that'll kind of cover over some of our mistakes, we're hoping. You said you closed on the house today. Congrats on that. It's Thank a practice you. practice flip. So what are the numbers on the property? It was pretty serendipitous the way uh, it worked out. We were just we were just in Oklahoma City a couple months ago, and uh, I was putzing around on the HUD Home Store website. Noticed a place that uh, went up with a initial starting bid of seventy five thousand dollars. And uh, it's 2,700 square feet, so a uh, pretty large house for the price. We uh, took a look at it the next day, decided we were definitely interested in putting uh, a bid in, uh, walk through the property, and uh, we, were, we were all excited. And then as we were leaving, we noticed a lady and her husband showed up, as well as a team of appraisers and inspectors and contractors. And then we, it kind of deflated us a little bit because we're like, oh, <laughs> and I mean, they're, they're definitely going to get the house. You know, they're clearly going to be able to spend more money. They're going to put in a higher bid, yada, yada. And then we read the rules of the HUD and we realized that within the first week, it's actually reserved only for people who are you know, going to be home buyers who are going to be living in it themselves. And we figured this person clearly must have been an investor. And so was probably just trying to get an eye on the property ahead of time, hoping that uh, no, you know, home buyers uh, ended up uh, being able to 
put a bid in and then they'd kind of swoop in and and uh, pick up the property once it got open to investors. So uh, once we once we read that and uh, and realized that aspect of the the HUD deal, we were, we were pretty excited. We kind of bounced a bunch of numbers back and forth trying to figure out what a good bid price was going to be, and then we decided, hey, let's you know kind of take the emotion out of this decision and just purely look at it from a numbers perspective. So we essentially took what we thought the uh, you know after repair value was going to be. Um, which uh, was two hundred sixty-five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Then we kind of did the seventy percent rule on that, got to one hundred eighty-five. I think that's how the math works out. I don't have a calculator with me, but uh, but yeah, I think it's about one hundred eighty-five. And then we, you know, subtracted one hundred thousand dollars, which is what we left ourselves for the renovation budget, and that's how we got to a bid price of eighty-five. So that's what we put in as the bid. Found out a couple of days later that, or actually, you know, a week later when the when the bidding process ended, that uh, that we got it. And so we got it for 85. 85K. And so I, I want to make sure I heard you correctly. You put 100K into the renovation budget? Uh, yeah. So that's what we were planning for the renovation budget. Uh, we're just working through a local bank here that I've worked with on the other properties. And that's kind of what we talked with the, the banker about ahead of time. And so, yeah, 85 to pick up the property. And then $100,000 is what we're planning to spend on the renovation so if that goes, you know, all well and good, we'll be 185 into a property that's worth 265. So we'll see, you know, hopefully it all works out in the end. Are you going to be doing the work yourself, you and your uh, wife? No, actually, neither of us are going to be around during the process. Uh, I've got some training that I've got to go to for a couple months. So we're going to be contracting it out. Okay. And with the training, I mean, that obviously, well, not obviously, I assume that's for your job, right? Yes, that's uh, for the the new job that I'm going to be I'm going to be going to here in a couple months. Okay, and your wife goes with you to to that training? Uh, yeah, she's she's a nurse, uh, and so it's a uh, which is a very very convenient yes. job for for her to have being in the military that it uh, it travels well. So okay, yeah, she'll, she'll be coming with. Okay, cool. And the <laughs> the plan is for it to be done after. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is that is <laughs> when the plan. you get back, right? <laughs> but yeah, that that's the plan. But again, this is our, this is our first time, so we're putting a lot of um, wiggle room in both the uh, the renovation budget as, as well as the timeline. So, <laughs> how do you hire the team? You you don't live in Oklahoma City right now. You're about to move there. And you have never done a fix and flip before, unless I am mistaken. And you won't be there to oversee it firsthand. This sounds like <laughs> this sounds like it's a recipe for disaster. Oh my gosh! I've I've interviewed enough people to hear this story. Um, yeah, we we do it on on Situation Saturday where they talk about a sticky situation they've been in. <laughs> and this is the definition of this, one. Yeah. This has all the makings of a, a situation. So maybe we should schedule your Situation Saturday interview in about <laughs> four months from now. No, cool. I'm 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 sending good vibes to you. How how are you mitigating the risk of these factors? So um, I've kind of built the team in just a very organic fashion, uh, if you will. About a year and a half ago when I got the first property, found a great real estate agent in Oklahoma City, talked to her. She worked out great throughout that whole process. So I used her again on the next two properties. And she was the one who recommended the bank who I've been working with. She's the one who recommended the contractor that I'm working with now. So, I mean, I, I guess... It, it, Obviously, there's going to be there's going to be outliers, and it's not always going to work out that way. But 
you know, as long as you find the first person in the team who's reliable and you, you know, you can count on them, then generally good people like that will also recommend other good people for you to work with. So, um, that's been my experience so far. Obviously there's, there's going to be a lot of people who haven't had that, that kind of good experience, but that's, that's how it's worked for me. And how are you structuring the team as far as the people on the ground doing the work? It's purely just a general contractor who is going to sub out the uh, the subcontracts. Ah, uh, okay. So it'll just be one person that I have to work with, which is obviously I'm going to spend more money. I recognize that. But um, due to the fact that I'm not going to be here and I'm going to be probably pretty busy during the actual contracting process, uh, it's it's pretty much the the best way for me because I'll be able to you know for the most part be hands off except when I talk to him once every couple of days. Did you interview other general contractors? I did for the other properties that I got, just like the you know long term buy and hold single family houses, and uh, those were a lot smaller um, renovations. You know, pretty much just kitchen, bathroom, whatnot. So I, I did I did. Uh, interview a number of general contractors. Those did not work out particularly well. Um, so hoping that this this experience goes a little bit better. But uh, he did come, you know, highly recommended. And, you know, I've checked out uh, the work he's done on other properties, talked to the people that he's worked with, and uh, all gave, you know, five stars. So Okay, so you did the reference check? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And did you look at those properties? Yeah, I did a drive-by of some of the properties, uh, as well as looked at the uh, the photos online. Yeah, talked with the references, and uh, yeah, so you know, it all it's all looking on the up and up. But uh, I guess you know, time will tell. You mentioned that you have been investing on the side for the last year and a half. You own three properties. What are that's a relatively, some would say, relatively short amount of time to have a full-time job and pick up properties. Others would say something else. But I think as far as whenever I had my full-time job, I was buying a property every year and a half, I would say. I ended up with four properties. So for me, that's a lot while having a full-time job. How are you finding these properties? Is it just through a real estate agent that you talked about earlier? I wish I could say that, you know, I was sending out direct mail and all that kind of stuff. But th these have been very basic, purely just off the MLS properties. All three of them have been off the MLS. And for the most part, it's just be, been me either up really late at night or up very early in the morning, uh, sitting at my computer, having a cup of coffee and uh, going through, you know, Zillow, Trulia, Redfin, stuff like that. And finding the properties, calling up the real estate agent that, I've uh, I've worked with letting her know and then having her check the properties out for me and then you know I schedule a time to be in town a week or a couple weeks later walk through the properties with her and then kind of kind of go from there. What are the numbers on the three properties that you have? That's the nice thing about the the Midwest is uh, if I was if I was still living in New Jersey I, I by no means would have been able to buy three properties in a year and a half. But uh, they're I mean they're all very reasonably priced. They're all about 1,500 square feet, and I've gotten them from anywhere from 45 to 65,000 dollars. And what are the rents? Uh, about 850 dollars a month. All right, 65k. So when you're looking at a property to buy, 
do you use any any sort of um, like back of the napkin math, or do you just always plug it into a spreadsheet? So I've I've got um, a couple of spreadsheets that uh, that I use. Uh, one, God, I can't remember what the name of it is. Uh, it's just like a property evaluator app. Yep. Uh, that's the one that I've used for the longest time. But then, you know, being a member of Binger Pockets for the last year and a half, two years, I've started using their calculator as well. And I like I like both of them equally. I pretty much uh, I'll just I guess it depends if I'm at my computer, I'll use the Binger Pockets one. If I'm just you know on my phone, then I'll use the the app. Okay. With the three properties, you said on average the rents are eight hundred and fifty bucks, right? Yep, that is correct. Between and the purchase price was between forty five k and sixty five k, right? Yep, that's correct. How did you finance the properties? So again, pretty pretty straightforward. Uh, it was you know twenty percent down conventional mortgages on uh, on all three, and uh, it was an intentional move on my part. Uh, I, I recognize that that's not really a sustainable business model, uh, just because you can't just keep putting that large an amount down. Um, if you're, you know, working a job, uh, you know, W2 income purely like myself. So, uh, that was, that was pretty much like I decided I was going to do that for the first couple properties just to, you know, learn the process, learn how to buy properties, learn how to manage properties, learn how to, you know, hire contractors and property managers and, you know, realtors and whatnot. Just cause up until I started buying, uh, investment properties, I've never bought a house for myself at all. Like I'd always just rented. So just the process of buying a house alone was very new to me, very foreign. And so uh, I figured the easiest way to kind of learn the ropes was to just do a, you know, 20% down conventional mortgage. What lender? Sorry? What lender? Oh, oh, uh, so the bank. bank. Uh, It's just a a local bank in Oklahoma City called uh, RCB. And uh, they're, you know, now the now the mortgages are have been uh, pawned off to, you know, like Wells Fargo and whatnot. Oh, so they're not a portfolio lender. Uh, no. So the the way that I'm purchasing the practice flip, that is a in-house uh, portfolio loan through the bank. And now that I've worked with them a number of times, that's how we were able to kind of come to a agreement on the uh, kind of construction loan that we're doing for this house. Do you get any? Uh, advantages on your loans for being in the military? Um, no, I, there's, I mean, there are, there is the VA loan, which is a very beneficial loan that where the, the VA, uh, backs the, the mortgage essentially. Uh, I haven't taken advantage of that yet. Our plan is once we finish the house to refinance into a VA loan. So that'll be my first experience actually doing that. That is definitely a piece of advice that I would give to someone who is uh, in the military, uh, if especially if you're single in the military, to um, you know use the VA loan because you can uh, take a VA loan up to a triplex or a fourplex, and you know live in one, rent out the others, and you know have that uh, help you pay down the mortgage. And that would be you know a great way for uh, a single guy or gal in the military to uh, you know be able to afford a house, start, you know, real estate investing and, uh, you know, make a little cash flow on the side potentially. Or a married uh, person with a very understanding and flexible yeah. wife or husband. Very, very understanding wife and very understanding children if that's necessary. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Tyler, what's your best real estate investing advice ever? Figuring out your why uh, from the very beginning has been, has been huge for me. And uh, the reason I'll say that is because 
even though I'm very new myself, uh, a lot of people have come to me over the last year and a half and seeing what I've been doing and saying, Hey man, like, that's pretty cool. Can you talk to me about real estate? And so I've sat down with a lot of people and given them book recommendations and kind of showed them what I've been doing. And very few have actually followed through. And I, I think the reason is because, you know, they haven't really sat down and figured out, you know, why are they interested in real estate investing? Cause if you're doing it just cause you know, you want to make a million dollars overnight or you saw it on HGTV or, you know, think it's really cool. It's probably not the kind of thing that's going to get you through the more frustrating times. But, uh, I mean, for me, I know that, you know, the reason I'm, I'm doing real estate investing on the side is cause at the end of the day, whenever I decide to, you know, retire from the military, I don't want to have to submit my resume to, you know, anyone else. I want to be able to kind of be my own boss and do my own thing. Uh, the second reason is, you know, again, whenever I decide to retire, I want to have the, you know, the time and the capital to be able to travel whenever I want. And then lastly, when I turn 65 and I'm eligible for social security, assuming it's even around when we turn 65, uh, I want to be able to, you know, kind of either rip up that check or more likely donate it to charity. Cause it's important to me to, to be able to say that I was able to, you know, take care of myself and, and my family purely on my own financially. Uh, so, uh, so that's my why. And, and that's when, when things get annoying and, and frustrating, I'm able to kind of go back to those and, and remember why I'm, I'm, you know, spending, you know, long nights and very early mornings doing this. How much time do you spend every week on this? Um, I'd probably say, I mean, between, you know, actively doing stuff, sending emails, talking to contractors, property managers, um, you know, maybe just a couple hours, but I'd, I'd double that to, I don't know, maybe, maybe about 10 hours if you include reading about real estate or business in general throughout the week. And then you add 30 minutes times seven for listening to my podcast. Too, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, precisely. Like <laughs> I've got a very long drive. So, uh, so yeah, that works out well. <laughs> you ready for the best ever lightning round? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Do you have a fix and flip project that needs financing? Then go to fundthatflip.com. You can do the online application. Takes as little as five minutes to see if you're approved. And then you could be financed within seven days. Pretty quick stuff. They're an online lender. They specialize in fix and flip projects. Go to fundthatflip.com. Best ever book you've read? Four hour work week. Best ever personal growth experience. What'd you learn from it? Personal growth experience. Um, that's a very good question. I'm sorry, this is not a lightning round at all. Um, but uh, I, I would say the value of waking up early in the morning. My wife, as I was mentioning earlier, is a nurse, and she started having to wake up at about 4.45 in the morning to go to work on the day shift. And so I, I did what I like to call sympathy abort and uh, <laughs> woke up for her uh, at the same time at 4.45 in the morning so we could have a cup of coffee, breakfast together. And then when she went off to work, I realized, hey, you know, I've got an hour and a half of Tyler time, you know, before I go to the job. And it, it was amazing just the amount of stuff that I was able to get to do that was important to me because, you know, once 7.30 hits, you know, my time is no, no longer my time. And that could last up until seven o'clock at night. And by the time I get done, then I'm just beat. So between five o'clock in the morning and seven thirty in the morning, you know, that's that's my time to do whatever I want. And I choose to, you know, kind of do 
you do real estate. So, uh, so that was huge for me, and that's that's you know benefited a lot. What time do you go to bed? About nine p.m. Best ever deal you've done? Uh, hopefully, the one that uh, we just closed on this morning. But uh, you know, time will tell. I don't know. Call me in July. So, <laughs> have you had any major repairs on the three properties that you have right now? Yeah, the uh, the first major issue that I had was on the very first property that I bought, and it needed a new roof. Luckily, the seller really wanted to sell, and uh, they were able to get their insurance to cover it. So that I I, I escaped unscathed uh, on that one. But uh, other than that, we did recently just have a huge ice storm here in Oklahoma City, and uh, a tree limb fell on the roof, and had to do some repairs on that. But uh, but yeah, so far I've been I've been actually pretty lucky. How much did those repairs cost for the tree limb damage? Uh, it was about five hundred dollars. Best ever way you like to give back? I like to uh, to get onto bigger pockets, and uh, I've been you know doing as much as I can to uh, pass on the very little amount of wisdom that I've accrued over the last year and a half. Uh, so you know, if anyone has any questions, especially you know uh, folks who are also in the military. I can kind of speak to, you know, some of the issues that uh, that you'll have trying to manage properties and buy properties while, you know, deploying potentially half a year. So uh, if anybody has any questions like that, feel free to, you know, find me on the uh, on the interwebs and I'll, uh, I'll see what I can do to help. What's the biggest mistake you've made so far in real estate? Oh, the biggest mistake that I've made so far in real estate uh, is uh, definitely underestimating the amount of time it takes to get contractors to uh, to finish work on properties. I've had a, a the third property that I got uh, has probably taken about eight months to uh, to to get the work done on, and it's especially difficult just because I'm not there. You know, I can't be pounding on the door every day and making people do stuff. So um, that's been painful. <laughs> Fingers crossed it doesn't happen for your living. Yeah, because right. it, it's one thing when it happens on a property that's down the street. It's another whenever you got your family there. Yeah, absolutely. What's the best ever place the best ever listeners can reach you? Bigger Pockets. Uh, I'm on there. I haven't been particularly active in the last couple months, but um, I, I plan on getting back to it. Uh, I'm also on Twitter, Instagram, Tyler C. Flag, if you want to see pretty much just nothing but photos of my dog. Uh, that's where that's where you should go. It's such a it's, it's so compelling. I'm I'm, <laughs> right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go subscribe right now. He's he's really adorable though. <laughs> well, Tyler, thank you for this conversation and especially as you mentioned for the military listeners out there hearing your experiences as a investor while having a a full, full-time responsibility in the military. Uh, as well as for people not in the military, just learning your, your lessons that you've learned along the way on you know different expenses, but then also how to prioritize your time waking up at 4.45 a.m. My girlfriend's actually about to do a, a fitness class here in Cincinnati, and she's going to have to wake up at about 4.30 for two weeks i believe two straight weeks two or three straight weeks i'm going to be waking up at that same time and maybe i make that a priority a a commitment even after the fitness thing's over and and take a page from your book i wake up around 6 a.m now but uh i certainly enjoy those mornings and 
while I wouldn't call it Tyler time, I, I could call it Joe time. Whenever. You, can it, you can call it Tyler time if you want, Joe. <laughs> as long as I'm working on your... I'll, I'll be coordinating the contractor work for you. So I'm on Tyler, Tyler time that, that hour and a half. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, sharing your advice and your story, and hope you have a best ever week and talk to you soon. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. You have a good one. Do you have a fix and flip project that needs financing? Then go to fundthatflip.com. You can do the online application. Takes as little as five minutes to see if you're approved. And then you could be financed within seven days. Pretty quick stuff. They're an online lender. They specialize in fix and flip projects. Go to fundthatflip.com.